。哦。Tell me of your cat crisis. It wasn't really a crisis, but the cat,、oh, the cat yeah, has、I'm、bored already. <laughs> This is going to be a great show.、Um, <laughs> the cat has moments of like extreme hyper hyperactivity because he's like a teenager right now.、Uh-huh. But I mean, when I say extreme, I mean like total and complete destruction. So like, I was trying to wear him out. So that he wouldn't、right. just like, like knock a TV over. Right now, right now he's chasing his own tail, right? Which could last a good ten to fifteen.、Mm. So, have you tried whiskey for the cat? No. Have you talked to the SPCA to see what their thoughts are <laughs> on giving your cat whiskey? <laughs> Because oh, I'm oh, pretty.、Really? Sure- I have a disguise. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh, hi. Big D in the house. Big P or Big D? D is in Dave. That's me. <laughs> so, are, are you going to continue? Are you going to continue that nickname? No, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Leah. Yeah.、Uh, nice, to, nice to quote meet you. I enjoyed your uh, uh, previous podcast. Oh, cool. Dave's、hey. a longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> That's right. I listened. I listened to it. Well, maybe I only listened to one, but it was good. It was about memorials. Ah, very good. Where、yeah. I thought, where I thought, I had already talked about this because I'm thirty something, going on ninety. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? Ah, <sighs> I don't know. It's just all. I mean, I'm not near as old as Kevin. Like, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but like, and Kevin's not. Wait, is Kevin? Are you older than me? I think slightly. God,、I'm... Kevin's like. I mean, we're we're basically just humoring him right now. Fifties on the hill. I see. Yeah, I'm well, climbing up that hill. Well, well careful, I... Leah, what you say, because we're not too far apart, yeah, Kevin and Dad. No, I'm sure, you, Dave. I'm are sure you... you are. I'm sure, like you're just trying to make him feel better. Like、yeah. we know. Oh you know, no, you, I'm like. You, we we were in school together. You were you born seventy two? Yeah. Lord, yeah. So we, yeah, we, yeah. We're beyond. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, well, the, the term the term middle aged is is funny because you never really know until you're dead. You know what middle age <laughs> is, but woo, we're already on the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so、oh. Dave, Dave is Dave's probably my, I guess besides my parents and my brother, he's the guy that I have known the longest because we met in like. Third, fourth grade, other than、remember. other than our Lord Jesus Christ, and yes, and 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 outside of divinity, did you、yes. actually meet him?、Um, <laughs> if, you, if you were Baptist, you did. He was, he was, yeah. Actually, he was. Dave's Catholic. Your, he's safe. Wasn't in your. He was in your second grade class. Yeah, we <laughs> met. We met in fourth grade. Fourth grade, yeah. See, yeah. it's already started. <laughs> and you、yeah. grew up. You grew up in Winston Salem. I did, yes. Okay. How about in yourself? I grew up in a place called Ringgold, Georgia, which is North Georgia.、Uh, oh, that's like that's the deep south. I was gonna say, check out that accent. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's mostly when I start talking about Georgia,、um, I can't seem to talk about Georgia without talking like I'm from Georgia. <laughs> It gets really do weird. Do you start? Do you start going left to right, sort of blindly, like? 
George, the Georgia song, Ray Charles. <laughs> no. Start swaying at a, no. you know, pretending at an invisible piano. Georgia. It would it would be maybe controversial, but I'm sure I'm sure you would do that, Kevin. Did would, Kevin, did, did Kevin and no students you? would get the joke. See, I'm safe. They wouldn't know who it well, is. Well, you're safe because you're also a white dude, but that's fine. <laughs> so, um, did Kevin tell oh. you about my um, my cat? I want to get another cat. There's got to be one talk about a cat. No, there was uh, when the when the podcast started, the cat was doing something. Mm-hmm. Which which I thought was which I thought was delightful because I'm like oh this is so cool they didn't edit this out because no we, we was, we're just we're just free free thinkers here it just it just about, and I'm also lazy too it just yeah. I'm not doing that. I, I thought part of it was that it just felt very real because it was, so I have to ask so theology is annoying first of all yeah the theology is the is the unifying thing with with you too right you you have to tell me a little bit more about that but with with a title like that i mean it's a funny title to me but it might put some people you know they might be like oh maybe i'll listen to this one later but you know when you start with the cat and stuff like that it's it's very i don't know it was very like charming and disarming so i'm like okay what are these like normal people going to be talking about i want to hear more uh-huh. I like that. I mean, that's what we hope to be is charming and disarming. And then we just, <laughs> just shoot some truth in there. It's all, it's all cats and ghosts. And then. That's like, these are all Southern bands, by the way. <clears throat> charming and disarming, <laughs> driving while crying, cats and ghosts. Craving melon. I thought he was listening to Craven melon. I'm like, Craven. I don't even know what that means. So even blind melon. In honor, of Ke- in honor of Kevin, I'm going to get uh, another cat called Winston because my cat now oh. is called Salem. Really? I had, oh, I had, yeah, right. Uh, I had that brilliant idea. Except, while... except what? Oh no, sorry. I'm so I'm in near Boston. We're in Medford, which is north, north, just northwest of Boston. And when I tell people I'm from Winston-Salem, they're like, oh, like the witches. And I'm like, no, not like the witches. Yeah, we, we went through that. I thought that it was also like the witches. But Kevin um, very sweetly told me not all people from Salem are witches. Yeah, I'm, I'm less sweet about it. Because... Some of us are warlocks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because Salem is, is cool slash horrible because it's, so, <clears throat> it's so touristy. Yeah, and so I'm you 45 you've been, minutes then. away. And when I tell yeah. people I'm from Winston-Salem, they're like, oh, witches, and you're not far from home. And I'm like, both wrong. Both <laughs> wrong. <laughs> well, I asked, I asked if in Winston-Salem there was any sort of, so you get it because you've been to Salem. So I was asking Kevin if there was any sort of, say, like, witchy things in Winston-Salem. And he said no. He said he said no, but Winston Salem has creepy stuff. Yeah, I I I think well probably. <laughs> well, I mean we. So I I, I, I feel like my upbringing. I Winston Salem's not particularly witchy, but I you know I I heard ghost stories all my life when I was growing up from my from my dad and my grandma. So I this, felt like there was creepiness going so your on. See, grandma yeah, liked to tell was, stories. Oh yeah. That was huh. one of the segues that I was going to uh, use was uh, to talk about what what sort of because we're doing a little bit of a ghosty theme, I think, this time. Um, mm-hmm. But but my question was, what was the first ghost story you ever heard? 
like that you could remember is it the ones that like people told Ooh. you or were there like like town ghost stories that you had because you're both from the same town so i remember is and i don't know if this was just winston-salem area or it's an old one but it's like a guy's on a date with the girl and they hear there's supposed to be one armed guy around the area oh, yeah. type thing. And they parked their car making out or something. And then they hear a scratching sound and they get creeped out and they, they drive off in the car. And then when they, when I guess they get to her house, there's a bloody hook hanging off the car handle. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Is that right? Is that ringing yes. any bells? It's like, yeah, he was oh, yeah, about totally. to open the door. Oh, to- so does that call it? I mean, does that have a name or is that everywhere or is that just, well, Winston? so you need to bloody watch, hand or something. Yeah. You need to watch this documentary. I always say this to you, but you need to watch this documentary. <laughs> yeah. It's like people that are like, have you read this book? Um, but <laughs> try these chocolates. Yeah, you would love a Whitman this sampler. The try thing. this one. But there's a, there's a <laughs> Netflix documentary on urban legends. Oh, that sounds great. It's fantastic. And these, this Hmm. group of investigators take the most famous urban legends and they figure out where they came from. So like the razor blades and Halloween candy, like where did that come from? Oh yeah. Um, Where did that? Yeah. So that's one, but one of them is the hook hand. And that is a very, very common sort of scary story. And, like, I don't want to give away too much, but basically it was to get kids. Because where are they always sitting? What are they always doing whenever the hook hand goes for them? Right. They're making out. Yeah, the wrong thing. They're doing the wrong thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, half half of the horror movies are, like, morality tales gone awry. Yeah. Or about teenage puberty stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like well, that the monster the is sort of thing. this world. Yeah, yeah. The scream, like I don't know if you saw Scream, but that sort of took uh, made fun of the idea of the horror film because it's so formulaic and it was like there was rules, like don't have sex, mm-hmm. don't drink alcohol, like it was this thing, and you'll live. Like, what do you have to do <clears throat> to live? And that's what you don't. So anyway, the the hook hand uh, was to get basically kids afraid of going to like lovers' lane. And it's across the board, like where wow. people yeah. would do that's that. the first one I would remember. What about you all? Um, I you know I don't I don't. Well, the know monkey's that I re- paw is another one. Oh, the monkey's the monkey's paw is amazing. What Kevin oh. and I were talking about the monkey's paw earlier. That's I guess I read that one later, but I think the first stories I remember the were the ones that my grandma told. Yeah. And one one that always that was always strange. It wasn't necessarily a ghost story per se. I mean, I guess I could sort of tell it real quick. Just sort of paraphrase it was was basically she she was born before Winston and Salem joined. So she was born in Salem um, in 1913. Is that right? Be- before the cities became Winston Salem, and um, she would go with her family out to her grandmother's house in the country and they'd take a carriage. I guess you would go, would you call it a carriage? Not a carriage. I guess it was a cart buggy horse. Yeah. Buggy. Thank you. A buggy. Cause they weren't, they weren't wealthy. So they, they were going on Christmas uh, and they were coming back from, from Christmas dinner. And uh, she and her sister and her mom were, were sitting in the back and they were covered in this big, 
rough, like horsehair blanket, scratchy blanket. She described it. And she looked over the side and she noticed a little dog. And she goes, oh, that's so cute. And then she goes back to talking with her, her sister and her mom. And then at some point she looked over the side again and there was a, a different dog because it was a bigger dog. And she didn't think too much of it. It's running, keeping pace, running along. And then, you know, she goes back to talking with her, her mom and her sister. And then at some point she looks over the side and there's a very large dog that's running alongside of the carriage. And she started to get nervous. And as she looked, this dog grew and grew and grew and oh. continued growing until it was the size of a horse and it was keeping pace with the horses. And anyways, I won't finish the story, but that Why always- not? Oh, you got to finish the story. Oh, okay. so, well, so supposedly- <laughs> You can't the, the, do that. You can't do that. All right. Supposedly the- <laughs> this thing was keeping pace with the horses and the horses were getting nervous. And by this time, everybody in the cart noticed it, including the, her father and her uncle that were in the front seat driving. So they got, they got real nervous, fired a gun into the air and the horses bolted off. Wow. And Mm. over the years, I would get grandma to tell that story until not too long before she passed. And I was like, really grandma, really? And of all the stories she told me, you know, she would kind of, the older she got, she would kind of rationalize, well, you know, this, maybe this was that. But that one story, she never, she never really explained that one away. So that one always stuck Ooh. with me. That's so cool. Ooh, yeah. I like it. It's a good one, right? Yeah, the card, oh, the card helps too. Like the detail. Yeah. Doesn't it? yeah. Well, well, it's also... You, you told it very well. So it was like, I was like right there. Oh, yeah. I was, I was ready. Well, thank you. And I think that's sort of the, the fascination is like, I feel like with ghost stories and we can talk about this later, but like the idea of that build up, I think Edgar Allan Poe is really good at it. Like you just know something is about to happen. Like it's that the build up is almost as interesting as what actually happens. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's more like how you set up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so with I, the first one that I heard, I grew up, as we've said, in North Georgia, which was uh, is just sort of riddled with uh, uh, like uh, Civil War battle. Oh, battles, yeah. Like loads of those. And so with that, you get so I, I lived about five to ten minutes from Chickamauga battlefield. Oh, um, yeah. So it was a big sort of place where you would go and uh there was like the lover's lane sort of thing but more than that actually (laughs) this just shows this just shows how like creepy it actually was is that people would go to like try to find ghosts like instead of going to like make out you would go and be like let's conjure some spirits or something which did you choose (laughs) which road were you so moving on yeah (laughs) nice answer Um, leah (laughs) so so impertinent so there is a tower there called Wilder Tower, and it's like this, uh, I mean, just sort of a like a Civil War tower, like a, a tower. And um, apparently there was this uh, Civil War soldier had a wife, young, uh, dies, and the wife goes up to the tower and throws herself mm. off of the tower in her grief. 
And as a result of that, we have the ghost of green eyes. So apparent, I know. And so apparently if you would go, if you went out to Wilder Tower at nighttime, you would see like two glowing green eyes. Right? I know. That's creepy. Super creepy. Yeah. And apparently as well, if you parked your car, and this is another common one, I think, is the car would move by mm-hmm. itself sort of huh. thing or handprints um, on it <clears throat> yeah something like that that one's kind of common but the green eye thing was was big so we would go out and try to find green eyes i'm unclear if green eyes was the soldier or the woman who threw herself off at the end of the day i don't think <laughs> Pro- it really probably probably because... the woman or maybe it was one of each so. like they're each one-eyed and they're Ghost of David Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) I still miss David Bowie. I miss him too. Last year was a tough year. Wait, wait, quick question: Have you have you read Chickamauga by Ambrose Bierce? Oh, you got to do that. I've never even heard of it. Read that. That Kevin, have you read that? Is that the one where the guy's on the bridge or something? No, that's occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Yeah, okay, that's right. No, Chicka, I don't Chickamauga's, that's quite a story. Which collection, is that in the, I think I have, um, Can Such Things Be or something? Is that his collection? No, I think this is Civil War Civil War or tales. whatever. Yeah, Civil I mean, War Tales. Yeah, okay. Ambrose Pierce is, oh, he's great. He was, yeah. The Devil's Dictionary. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Yep. That was sort of that was where we are stomping grounds. Like we would play, and like I remember, we would find like the shells of like the huh. the guns. Are you serious? Like we would go out wow. Confederate War. Yeah. I mean, Civil yep. War. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's still like uh, cannonballs stuck in trees and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's pretty. I'm like, picturing some real like pro South guys going out at night hiding the bullets. Like we got to keep this thing going. Like to try and get <laughs> oh people God. interested, I mean, like, let's go hide some bullets. You would always be looking for them. I only found one, and you were supposed to like. I shouldn't tell the story, but you're you're supposed to give them back to the people, right? Huh. Like the the people who run the the park, I guess, park rangers. And I was like, to heck with that. I found one. I was like, screw that. I'm keeping it. Did <laughs> so you still have it? <laughs> and did you get haunted by something after that? Uh, well, that's it. Remains to be seen. I, I, you I will, you will find Maybe out. Maybe I'll have some green. Well, that's that does sort of bring up Leah. You you brought up form, and I think one of the ghost, yeah. you know, ghost stories specifically, like you, you know, you you asked what what stories we remember, and some yeah. it sounds like a lot of us remembered what was told, and then there's the written form, and I think yeah. that there's an interesting kind of distinction between the written and the oral is that there's there's a certain form and for me when I was growing up my dad he worked for R.J. Reynolds tobacco and he traveled a lot um, for work so when he would go somewhere he would buy anthologies of ghost stories that were super popular then yeah in the like late 60s 70s um, and these were like you know pretty cheap paperbacks but for some reason, we always had this affinity for the classic English ghost story. So it's it's weird being yeah. from like the South, which I think has quite a good oral history with this overlay of English ghost stories. Well, maybe it's not so strange because PBS is, you know, how, how did how did we all grow up in the South, you know, loving Monty Python? It's like somehow mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. the PBS heritage. But for me, 
I, I grew up loving both and, and ghost stories, especially English ghost stories are really, the form is very distinct. You know, you, you've got a, yeah. you've got a set of rules and, and it's, and you, you kind of follow them. But for me, I guess, increasingly when those rules get tweaked or broken a little bit, it gets real interesting. Hmm, such as. Well, yeah, because you start to read and you expect like it to go a certain way, and if it doesn't go a certain way, you're like, wait. Yeah, a minute. formula. I mean, I think mo- movies are like this too. You know, we're we're we've we've seen so many. So for me, Alien is a really interesting film because it's a fantastic science fiction film, and it's a great. I mean, in some ways, it's a ghost story because until you see yeah. the appearance of the creature, you don't you don't know what it is. It's a haunted house movie in space, and right. and that you had never seen those two genres slammed into each other. Huh. Um, so oh, those so conventions are really didn't unique. Didn't they wait like a really long time to show yeah. the alien? Doesn't the alien only like appear like at the very very last right. of that film if i remember uh, to, like, toward the end but but yeah like your yeah. your imagination is fully being employed in this thing like you see the yeah. ship and whatnot but but the the creature and I, and i think that's that's the challenging thing with with the translation of a ghost story specifically to film is it's sort of related to the radio it's like tv but with better picture Right. Your imagination is always going to be more powerful. So the ghost story, I think, really lives in that kind of in-between where if you describe the ghost, it kind of takes it down a notch. You know, it's, it's, it's all about yeah. atmosphere and setting. It's not about the monster. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, the ante- it's the anticipation. It's the thing. And some of the best horror films, I think, are the ones where you don't see the the baggie yeah. for a, a long time because you're you're making up what you know I always think there's it's quite cheap some of the horror films that have come out recently because they're just getting these sort of cheap scares and that's fine but you see the thing I mean did you see signs No I oh my I, god I heard about it and and somebody said Dave you would love this movie until the last 10 minutes and then you have to walk out and i'm like what basically basically your friend is exactly right like if you watch the film just turn it off 10 minutes prior to the (laughs) or sorry to the end and you'll be way better off like because of that thing they reveal a thing reveal not yeah away and the thing is laughably disappointing Like I laughed. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Laugh. If they had, if they had uh, upped it a bit more, it could have been a parody and almost more fun, like more clearly funny. But I think you're right that they, when they show it, you're not. It's like laughable because it seems like it's serious and it's not. It's kind of like, Dave and I are fans of a guy named Robert Aikman, yeah. and he was a British uh, writer of strange stories in like the 1950s, 60s. And he, he would 70s, never do that. 80s, 70s, yeah. And he, he would never do that. Like he would suggest things and then basically nothing happens. And it's weird because he's really messing with the genre. And, you, you know, you think of the monkey's paws that way, too. Like the monster never appears and it's absolutely terrifying. Now, I do wonder sometimes about the images. Like I know it, it's kind of true. I think like 90 percent of the time that your mind has 
is scarier than the description or the image. But there are some images and things that haunt me, like Creepshow, oh, the old yeah. Creepshow movie with the Creepshow host yeah. guy. So there are certain things that are worse than I could imagine. So there are times when I think that rule's not true, but I think it's mostly oh, true, totally. right? So like there are times when I'm imagining and then they show it to you and you're like, oh, and I used to have a nightmare well, when the... I was a kid that there was a TV <clears throat> and I was seeing something scary and I couldn't turn it off. Ooh, that's a good one. I like right? that. And I never, saw, oh. I don't remember what I was seeing. I just remembered the feeling of being terrified, but like the tea, I couldn't stop watching. I couldn't turn it off. Oh man. Remember so there's a really scene in, in, in the Twilight Zone movie from 82, I think it is. Um, hmm. Like we were 10. Sp- Spielberg directed one of, one of the I segments. Was not Shut up. It was, it was, um, <laughs> so they, they took, you know, they did remakes of, of the classic TV shows. And there's one where there's, there's a boy who has, crazy powers he can make things come to life yeah. and he, he... I've, I've actually seen that so so there's there's a scene in that where he's watching tv now wait what's the story oh his his um so he can he can kind of do whatever he wants and his parents are afraid of him so they let him run wild yes. because he can do anything yeah. so there's a scene where his sister is watching tv and oh you just have to look that scene up He's, he's, where she doesn't no it's fantastic where it's she doesn't have a mouth yeah yeah that freaked yeah. me out as a yeah. kid That's, too that really but, freaked me out yeah i won't discount i mean the, the 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 choice visual is is good i just i just think it's it's um you know it with with movies it's interesting we have we have a generation of directors that have been raised on the classic suspense and horror films of the 60s 70s and 80s so, you know, somebody was saying, for example, The Conjuring, it uses, I've heard it uses every trick in the book, but I also heard some, some reviewers say that, that he knows, you know, he, whoever directed that, I think is James Wan. And then there's um, 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 Get Out. You know, mm-hmm. these, these yeah. folks, they, they know their stuff, Stranger Things, the show Stranger Things. Right, right. It's, yeah. They've just, they're so steeped in the mm-hmm. visual language well kevin and i were talking about one of i think we were talking about this this might have been my other podcast person prior um is that i I Uh don't i don't have um but that yeah it was a callback but that um uh, what was the film oh the blair witch oh that's that was top of my list and yes 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 mine too because that final scene again to not do spoilers is so visually scary like for some reason like the idea that when they walk down or i think it's a she walks down into the basement and there's that again this is a spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen blair witch project but that person is uh standing in the corner and that's it yep that's and it. it That's it. Out. So, and Leah, you... for for me, Blair. One of the reasons why Blair Witch Project is on my list is that it it doesn't show everything. It 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 yeah. It yeah. has the audience, you know, treats them as intelligent that they have an imagination yeah. and they can use it. The second is it does what kind of we we were talking about the distinction between the oral and the written. I mean, it it sort of does all three. It takes it takes. You know, folk legend brings it into a film. And then for me, when that film ended, 
you were sitting on a porch in the south because what happened was lights come on everybody's sitting there and something i saw never happened before happened people turn to each other and they go what what, what happened what does that mean yeah you know right. normally yeah. you're you're yeah. already out the door to the bathroom because you know yeah. you, you're you're not sitting through you're just you're just out of the theater because you're ready to go everybody was there and they wanted to talk about it which is yeah. rare wow, for a film cool. you know and and that's one of the reasons why i love going to see films with other live humans in there because you know it, it's different <laughs> as opposed to the yeah dead exactly ones. it's it's different <laughs> than watching it by yourself and going like okay it's over when when you see it with people even if you don't talk with them it's a collective experience and i think that's yeah. what storytelling brings us so that's a real good yeah. example and a scary as shit too <laughs> it is scary and i think the thing is i would suggest if you liked that one this is a film um recently called the shopper never heard um, of it it, it was, I think it was sort of brand as an indie film. It's not as good as Blair Witch Project. It has Kristen Stewart of Twilight fame in it. Um, however, one of the, it has some really interesting imagery. And it's about this woman who her twin brother dies. And they both had like what people are saying are like psychic abilities. And basically when the twin died, when either of them were going to die, they said, I need you to contact me from beyond mm. like, mm. because we have these abilities. So the twin brother dies. And again, this is some spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, but one of the things that happens is, is that she goes on this mission to try to contact her brother to prove that there's something beyond. And what you see is that what I would say are, there are some like cliche sort of moments, but there are some truly terrifying imagery mm -hmm. moments a la Blair Witch Project, but they do it very carefully in a way where you're not sure if it's her brother or if she's just losing it. Wow. Right. Basically. Right. And so, yeah, it's, I would say if you're into that, it's a slow mover. It's not, it, it's very artistic and slow, but some of the imagery from that film has sort of stuck with me. And where did you watch it? Is it Project. Netflix, YouTube, rental? Um, I think I watched it. I think my husband maybe got it for me and put it on that Plex, Plex thing that we have. The Shopper. The shopper. The I have shopper. to check that out. So oh, thanks, like, thanks like for the recommendation. S-H-O-P, shopper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's not, you may be disappointed when you watch it, but I will say there's a couple of images that are just mm. like, oh my God. No, I like the premise. It's, I just, you know, I told, uh, I don't mind going to see slasher films and all of that, but I tell you what, you give me a film where someone is standing in a corner and the person doesn't know. <laughs> right. Like, just standing there i'm no terrified. one knows like no one knows exactly what it means and the genius yeah. of the movie too is that they tell that story earlier about she made him stand the corner and i remember when i saw the movie you find that creepy but you don't know that that's gonna it's how it's gonna end like they managed to distract you know it's all magician like you know where the, you know the, where they're talking to you and you're not paying attention to the hands right so don't look at the hands so it's this mm -hmm. magic trick where they bring it up and they distract you. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, that's that thing they were talking about earlier. Like you didn't even know it was going to be a thing. And they throw it at you. And I think that is just, you know, really amazing because so many times you're, you know, it's predictable where they give them a 
a, a, a necklace and you know the necklace is going to save them in the end or going to show up again yeah Ke- kevin you you, you, uh, awesome. you you brought up robert aikman and i think what's what's what sort of links him and blair witch let's say is that that we're so steep we've seen so many movies we've read so many things we're so used to the form of things that we go like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is the bad guy. This is, you know, this is what's going to happen that when the form, you know, that fabric is pulled just a little bit and something slightly different happens than you expect. It's kind of delightful and maddening at the same time, because it, it makes us work You know, it makes, makes, makes you use your brain. Um, and, and I think that's, that's a rare quality. That's, that's a rare thing to be able to put, pull off to to take the form and and play with it um and not have resolution because that reflects life you know life is unresolved in in many ways um and the thing with ghost stories is i think um people would perhaps say is that we like ghost stories because they in some ways give us answers to what happened you know it's that age-old question why is there religion well you know religious studies scholars might say like because we want to know what happens when we die. Hmm. And like with ghost stories, you have this sort of thing is like, there's another world, mm-hmm. you know, there's, a, we don't really understand it. We don't know about it, but maybe there's another world. And I think it's really interesting that we are so fascinated with that, that there's something else, you know, and that there's this, you know, when you're dead, it's not just that you're dead. Um, and when, but when a really good ghost story offers some information but not everything i think it plays against that idea of us wanting that resolution right you know we want to we want to know the answer we want to know what happens part of us doesn't but part of us does uh because that's why we're drawn to ghost stories to start with is it gives us some sort of answer to an unanswerable question and i think it's really interesting when they yeah when they don't offer that sort of or, or even they don't give you that's answer. that's a great point leah i think and and aikman talks about i was just rereading some stuff he he was writing in the 60s and and he's i think this was um talking about psychoanalysis and freud and and how the the unconscious the subconscious it admits that there's a lot more going on than than human beings necessarily um use so there's mm-hmm. you know the the intellect is usually the thing that drives he's kind of railing against intellect in, in this one introduction i'm not sure why but he's you know he's he's kind of defending art and music and things that aren't necessarily scientifically defined right the, these these things that that speak to the the deeper parts of our psyche the the soul if you want to say so these um you know, you, you can turn on the TV any day and see what the weather's going to be like in in an hour or in ten days with with some reasonable certainty. We've we've there's there's a lot more certainty, supposedly these yeah. days. And and I think the the ghost story um, and these kinds of you know de- dealing with the unknown brings back myth and mystery, which which mm-hmm. is something that that is is innate to to people. You know, it, it's sort of you know, we, we were we were huddled in the dark wondering what the heck was out there before we had fire, right? And, uh, you know. Yeah, a... and I think we've explained so much about our world that there's still this, I think there's something within us that craves 
like the word that you said, which was mystery. I think there's something that there's something within us that wants some things to not be like the weather, Yeah, you know, that, that we can explain. And there's a, there's a good podcast called, I don't know if you've seen it unexplained, uh, which is um, it's, it's just about that. And it's about the stories hmm. um, and how similar some ghost stories are that come out at certain points in history. Ooh, right. That sounds like good. Social, so they're, they're, social psyche yeah. almost. Yeah, exactly. A social psyche. And, and what we learn is that there's certain, like the, the, the hook hand, <sighs> why was that story so popular in the fifties in America? Well, we could track that, you know, it was before the sexual revolution, all the sort of, Oh thing. yeah. Like, I want to, I want to listen to this. It sounds interesting. <clears throat> yeah. It's really great. And it, so it talks about the stories that we come up with mm-hmm. in certain points in history. And even today, you know, what are the, and, and maybe that's a question. What do we think are the popular sort of stories that are out at the minute uh, and what they reflect? I mean, we may not know, but like, what do they reflect about the society that we that's, live that's, in? That's a minute? good question. Well, uh, another great episode. And remember yes. to like us on things. Twitter. <laughs> on theology, the Twitter. Theology is. Theology is. And uh Uh, This is Theology is Annoying, and I'm Kevin Taylor. And I'm Leah Robinson. Bye. Ciao.